Hi, listeners. Welcome back to the More Than Me podcast. I'm your host, Becky Harrington, and today I'm co-hosting with our wonderful Tiffany Smiley. We are also joined by an awesome guest, special guest, Shannon Bream. She has her own show on Fox News. We'll be talking a little bit more about all of her accolades. Um, Just a reminder, you join us every week as we empower women to rise up and take on the life that they were designed to live. Whether that's in your home as an entrepreneur or working your nine to five, we want to challenge you to take it to the next level. This is a podcast for women who have a deep longing in their hearts, crave community, and are ready to step out in faith. So today we're going to be talking about what it looks like to really fully experience joy. And we're coming out of this very traumatic season in our life where a lot of us experience trauma, loss, lockdowns, um, uncertainty on every level. And one of the things that I think is really important to ask yourself is when was the last time that you really experienced complete joy? And I know that I was recently asked this question and I was like, gosh, I think a year ago, (laughs) I think it was a year ago. Um, and that kind of joy, it wells up and it shines brightly on your face. Um, joy is when we walk through the toughest of times in our lives and go to on a fact finding mission to search out the bright side. And that is exactly why we brought Shannon on today. Um, she is a Fox news anchor, um, but she is also an author of a book called finding the bright side. And so she's going to talk to us about how, um, she learned to find the bright side in her life and what it looks like to truly root out joy in our lives. So just as a reminder, We want you to continue if you've been listening to these episodes and you are an active uh, listener of the More Than Me podcast to come and join our community. We have lots going on continually. Every single month, you can get on Zoom calls to hear from experts. You can join in global networking calls. We have ongoing um, quarterly resilience workshops. We just started um, adding a new workshop on how to pitch yourself. And we also have lots of chapters that are being launched. We have chapters in LA, Central Oregon, Tri-Cities, Spokane. And if you're interested in starting a local chapter, we would love to hear from you. You can always find more about this at morethanme.com and just go on the website. We'd love to have you join this ambitious women in our community. So today we have a really amazing opportunity. Shannon Bream is a news anchor on the Fox News Network. She graduated from Florida State Law School. So, you know, she became a lawyer. That's really awesome. She was also Miss Virginia in 1990, went on to compete in Miss America in in 1990 as well. She interned in the U.S. House of Representatives, won Miss Florida in 1995, and is a two-time author of the book Chasing the Bright Side and also Women of the Bible Speak. So we are so excited to have her. Um, One of the things I read in her book was that in her first job in television, she was fired and told that she was the worst person that they had ever seen on television. She also faced a massive health crisis and that seemed to be terminal at the time. She has seen behind the scenes of some of the largest national crises in our country And she is here today to talk to us about finding the bright side in our journey. And we can't wait to have this conversation with her. So Shannon, I want you to introduce yourself. And the first thing I always ask people to tell us is how did you meet 
Tiffany Smiley, because these stories are always incredible. <laughs> well, Becky, thank you so much for having me. You, you know, all of my deep, dark secrets. You've done your homework. Um, yeah, I, I, and I love that you point out that I try to be very transparent about the things that have been tough in life. Cause I think we really can't help other people unless we are vulnerable with what we've gone through to say, I've been in that dark place. I felt like giving up. Um, I've been punched in the gut by life. Um, cause I think every one of us has had those moments or we're in them now, or we're going to have them again. So yeah, I try to, um, focus on sharing the darkness only so I can share how I got to the bright side and knowing that life is a series of valleys and mountaintops. Um, Tiffany, she and her husband, as everyone who knows them are amazing in so many ways. My husband, Sheldon actually represents them both. Um, for speaking and for public things that they do. And um, Tiffany came to town in DC and I was able to have lunch. We all got together for lunch. And I said to Sheldon, this woman is amazing. She has a light about her um, and just somebody who exudes overcoming and joy and faith. Um, and then, you know, we've had a chance to have, um, you know, lunch with her and her husband as well. And every time I'm around them, I've come away encouraged and inspired and challenged. And so we all need more people like that in our lives. And I'm so thankful that we've gotten to know the smileys. That's awesome. Well, Tiffany, I want you to kick off our interview today because you two know each other best. And, um, so say hello, cause it's been a while. We've, we haven't had Tiffany smiley on the podcast in a while. And that this is always a treasure to have her on here. Yes. Hello. Welcome everyone. So happy to have you on with us, Shannon. Um, and I agree with you. It is truly our stories of, of overcoming and sharing that with each other that really makes, um, you know, it kind of, it's God's threads in our life. And, and he gave us each other to lift each other up and to empower each other. And so, um, I, I, it's, it's an honor to know you and to get to know you and thank you for coming on the podcast with us. I want to dive in with you and I want to start on a positive note. Um, I want to, um, you know, just from your, and, and this is sort of a hard question, but I think you, you probably have multiple answers to it, but what would be the most tremendous experience you've had in your career? Like, what is that, that mountaintop experience that, that you have had? You know, I love covering campaigns presidential elections, huge Supreme Court decisions. I, I remember distinctly days that I've been there where they've made these historic decisions and we're running them out and trying to get them to people. Um, so I feel privileged that I've gotten to experience history very up close and personal in a lot of these ways. But, but something that stands out to me is a couple of years ago, gosh, it's been probably three years now, going to Jerusalem um, with Vice President Pence as part of covering what he was doing there when the Trump administration was talking about moving um, the embassy to Jerusalem and making other changes in our diplomatic relations with Israel. So when you can get a work trip that takes you to a city as amazing as Jerusalem, um, we actually had a cancellation, something that was sort of disappointing that we were supposed to be doing with vice president. They got canceled. Um, we were able to connect with him later, but that gave us a day that we did not have planned in our schedule, that we got to go to the Western wall, that we got to go to um, just the Holy City, um, to the garden tomb. I mean, as a person of faith, all of those things were so meaningful to me and to be doing it there while also covering an historic story. It was just sort of 
one of those moments in your career that like, I, I'm getting paid to do this. I mean, this is amazing. Um, so I, I think about a lot of the real people I've met along the way who have just been living incredible stories, whether we're there in the aftermath of a hurricane or some other natural disaster. And certainly the pandemic over the last year, we've tried to include nuggets in our show nearly every night where real people are just stepping up to do amazing things to help their neighbors. So it's the job is a blessing in so many ways, and it's taken me around the world, but sometimes the stories right at home are the ones that touch you the most. So your book talks, I love that. I love about people. So your book talks a lot about some of your more, more defeating moments. And, you know, I, I really resonated with some of those. I know in my own life, I have let people's words Um, especially if they came from like a supervisor level role, hold me back from what I thought I was capable of. I thought, oh, you have an overinflated view of yourself. (laughs) 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 They just told you who you actually are. So you talk about this moment where you entered into this TV career, you went to law school, you decided that you wanted to follow a different path and you go and you follow that, this, this pursuit. And then you get this very defeating moment where someone tells you, you're not cut out for this, right? (laughs) How did you, how do you, you know, what was that like and why did you not quit? Oh gosh. I, yeah, I had been a lawyer and I decided I'm going to really pursue what I want to do is, which is journalism. I had this passion that I kept thinking would go away because the, the legal world was a fantastic career. And I found so many opportunities as a young woman there, but I couldn't get over and shaking this thing about wanting to go into journalism and follow my path as a news junkie. So I had gone over to intern at night. They call me grandma intern because I was almost 30 when I decided to get my midlife crisis over with my career change. So I had been there at the studio working. Eventually I got a job. I left my law firm and I had a job from 2 a.m. to 11 a.m. It was super glamorous, making coffee and answering phones and writing scripts for the morning anchors. And as people would leave, I'd get an opportunity to fill in as a producer for the little cut-ins to Good Morning America, the little local cut-ins that you see at your affiliate. Um, And once in a while, they would let me go out and cover a story. If everyone else was in the hospital with broken legs or whatever, like we need a body, we're sending you. So I got super excited and I started doing a few things on air here and there. And um, my boss left, the one who gave me the chance. So when the new guy came in two weeks into it and called me into his office on a Friday and the head of HR is sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm getting promoted, you know, no. The clue is if the head of HR is sitting there, you're not, you're probably not getting promoted. And he proceeded to tell me that I was awful. And, um, I, it took my breath away because I just had been working so hard and had left my whole legal career behind. I'm not going to lie. They say it's unprofessional for women to do this kind of thing, but I cried. I mean, not in the meeting, I held it together and got myself out of there. But luckily in every TV studio in the world, there are soundproof edit bays where you go to put your pieces together. And I sort of locked myself one in one and just started crying and calling people that I love and that love me. (laughs) So, um, listen, I don't think you should apologize for having emotion over that because people's words are hurtful and it's hard for me to take criticism. Some people are really open to it. My husband will tell you that he approaches like on eggshells when he needs to tell me something that I got to work on or that we need to work on, but I've worked on trying to be more open and, and realize, listen, that boss did me a favor. I was green. I had a ton to learn. And I still feel like, you know, we should be open to criticism. I I'm trying to make our show better and make myself better every day and become a better writer to ask better questions. 
um, I think there's always room for improvement. So I do think that boss now, cause he really kicked me in the seat a little bit to say, are you serious about this career? Are you going to be honest and get advice about what you need to fix? Watch your tapes. Um, you know, just be open to help from other people. Um, but it was hard. It was hard financially to lose my job and to take months and months to try to find something new, but it also taught me humility and that your job's never going to love you back. You can't put too much of yourself into it. Um, I fight that because I find a lot of my self-worth in my job if I'm not careful. And for me as a Christian, that's not where I'm supposed to find my self-worth. I got to be rooted in something that is unchanging and not, um, you know, that can be snatched out from underneath you. And I learned that lesson with that first firing. And I hope I don't have another one, but if I do, um, the things that matter in my life will still be there. You know, I, yes, that, that is so I, I love that, that actually your response, your response is actually different than I expected it to be. I expected your response to be that you were like, I'm not going to let anybody tell me, <laughs> you know, no, it was like, maybe I am terrible. I no, need to at least consider actually, that possibility. Your response was I need to work harder. And I, yeah. I love that. We need to, we needed to hear that. Thank you. Because I think, um, that's one of the kind of myths right now that is circulating is that you just need to like, tell yourself that you're better all the time and then you'll be mm-hmm. fine. And, right. I and I love that your response was, I needed to work harder. I needed mm-hmm. to, I needed to improve. I needed to accept responsibility for the path that I wanted to take. And I, I actually really, I really admire your response that you just well, had. Listen, like I said, I was humiliated and I was, it, it kicked the wind out of me for sure. But, um, I, you know, I thank that guy now because I wouldn't be where I am now and have the opportunity to do something I love so much and to work on these books that have been a labor, labor of love. If he hadn't fired me, I really don't think any of that would have happened. So you have to be thankful for the twists and turns in your path. Yes. I love that Shannon. And it's it's often our rejection and our hardship that actually leads us right to climb that new mountain and then to reach the mountaintop. And you, you, my next question, you already answered it because you, so you described those tools, you know, that you use and, you know, it doesn't matter how old we are or what stage we are in our career or our path, being open to growth and just being better. um, That is the true secret to success. Like it, it is, and not just success, but inner fulfillment and the gift that we have to give to each other. Um, so I love how you shared that, you know, humility, working hard, being open, um, and, and rejection, you know, when we look at our timelines in life, it's often those dark moments or those hard moments that lead to the greatest joy down the road. Mm-hmm. And if had, we not had those, you know, we wouldn't search and we wouldn't fight for it. We wouldn't want something more because mm-hmm. we would already have it. And how do we have faith if we don't ever have rejection? Right. How do we have faith in who God made us to be and the skills and the gifts that he gave us if we're never in a position of humility mm-hmm. and a p- position of honor to say, okay, you're, you've created me for something great and I just need to follow. So I love you answered my question right there. And, and I think moving to the next um, portion that we want to hear from you is what does joy mean to you? Um, and how would you relate that to finding the bright side? I do think for me, the concept of joy is something immovable. It's not tied to my circumstances. I think it's available in every day in small moments, uh, and, and big ones. And Becky, I love that you shared when, when someone asked you, you're like, oh, maybe a year ago, I try to take these little mental pictures when I have a moment like that. 
um, yesterday I was out walking the dog and it's, you know, we've had somewhat of a winter more than we usually do here in DC. And I hate the gloomy, snowy, rainy days. Um, and so when we get sunshine, I'm out walking the dog and I've got it like a tank top on it's in the seventies, the sun is shining and I'm so thankful. I'm just thinking about so many things. I'm thinking about the fact that, um, I've got this fresh air and these trails around my house that are a blessing that I can get out even during the pandemic spent a lot of time out there just so you could get out um, and get some exercise, see some other people from a distance and, um, but just be able to be grateful, uh, you know, for the blue sky. I mean, I went through a time, um, I don't know if you all are, we're going to talk about this, but with my eyes and, and finding out that I had this cornea disease that's incurable. Um, and there's a lot to that story, but the fact is I can see now better than I've ever been able to see because of surgeries and things I've been through. And so I literally still have moments like on this walk yesterday with the dog where I will stop and say, God, thank you that I can see that street sign, that I can see that tree, that I can see the leaf on the tree. There was a time when my eyes were so bad. Um, you know, Tiffany, you more than anyone, your family knows what the gift of sight is and how it, it colors every part of your life. So I think I find joy that just sort of sparks up in those moments of gratitude um, a few weeks ago, we were with some friends. We snuck down to Florida for a little sunshine, a little winter break. And I'm sitting there one day by the pool, eating my nachos, the sun's out, the pool is glittering. One of my favorite songs from the eighties came on. And I had that little moment, like, Ooh, take a picture, take a mental picture. Cause this is like just such a burst of little joy of just, you know, all these little things that add up that we were there with good friends and that the sun was out. Um, so I think that we can find it and we have to find it independent of our circumstances because they're not guaranteed in any way from day to day. You know, I, um, I was watching on Instagram. There's been a lot of like, kind of get like little pockets of getting back to life happening. Right. So one, um, of my friends, she was able to drop her 14 year old who, you know, has done her whole entire freshman year, you know, not mm. in, you know, in distance learning. And they finally got to take her to school to real school. She was like backpack on, I'm ready to go. And she posted this video on Instagram of her just in tears. And it was a mixture of being so grateful for this moment of dropping her daughter off for high school, her first day of high school, at almost the end of her, <laughs> her first right. year. Right. But also just, I think, um, feeling the weight of how much she'd been holding on, right. As women, I think we've just been holding on. We've been heads down. We can make it, we can do this. And this relief valve just came on for her. And I I'm seeing pockets of this happening where we're so grateful that we're reentering and we're so grateful that this season is ending, but we're also suddenly feeling all of the loss hit us at once mm -hmm. as well. Right. It's like this combination, like I'm tears of joy and tears of, I am, I'm breaking down here. And I just think this is such, we're, we're coming out of this part of history. This is going to be talked about for years and what hope can women bring, um, from your story and from also what we're coming out of what, what nuggets of wisdom do you have for us mm -hmm. as we kind of try to, to envision the new way forward mm -hmm. in our lives right now. I gotta say that like everyone, we've had moments where the pandemic has just kind of shaken you to your core. And in the beginning, when I was covering this as a news person and trying to, um, understand the facts and they have changed over time, what we understand about the, the disease and the treatments and everything else. I remember understanding early on that it was going to be really bad before people really got it, because we were talking to all these experts 
And I remember a couple of times just kind of being in the shower. Like I can't get out. I'm crying in the shower. I don't think people know this tidal wave that's coming. Like it's knowing a tsunami is coming and you're trying to tell people and they're not getting it. So I remember feeling overwhelmed with grief and thinking about everything that happened each day when I would get up, um, you'd see a new death tally, another scary headline, more people around you experiencing loss, more people losing their jobs, the markets crashing. I mean, it was just one bad thing after another. And it was a wake up call for me because I found that I was trying to find my joy and happiness in a lot of other things. But for me, my faith is the most important. So it recentered me on that. I think for a lot of people, I heard from a lot of people during the last year that they um, were seeking out faith for the first time, or it was deepening their faith because so many of the worldly things that we pin ourselves to um, were pulled away or disappeared and our foundations were really shaken. So for me, um, you know, the daily start in prayer and reading and searching and kind of setting my compass for the day is definitely a huge tool that I've, um, that has been really helpful to me this year. Um, and it's made all of the things that I've gone through the dark moments, um, like all of us have made me more empathetic to other people and what they're struggling with. We may have different struggles. They may be scared about different things. I don't have children that I have to worry about being in and out of school. So my friends who are really struggling with that, I've heard so much frustration from them, um, this year about that. Um, but I, 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 there are silver linings through this horrible thing that has been so devastating, for loss um, of life and economics and opportunity for a lot of people. Um, I've spent a lot more time with people I care about. Um, I'm working from home. So I actually get to see my husband a lot more than when I was packing a suitcase and running around the world all the time. Um, so I'm super grateful for that and checking on people that maybe we didn't, you know, we'd get too busy and not have a lot of time for checking on neighbors, older relatives, friends, I hope those kinds of things, um, for me, more time with my faith, more time with people I care about, um, letting go of what the world tells us is important because we see how fleeting it is. Um, I hope those are all skills that I get better at and that I'm sure other women out there have developed too. I think women are great multitaskers and copers. So I'm sure you guys, like so many women listening to this have had to figure out how to juggle work if they work outside the home or work inside the home with kids who are in three different grades in three different computers, trying to um, get their classwork done um, and trying to comfort them as well as they're scared and worried and unsure. Moms are often and wives and women are the rock of the home. And I think that we've all probably gotten lessons on that in you know, on steroids this year, whether we wanted them or not. I do think that there are good things that we can take away as we kind of get our breath and find, uh, hopefully that we are coming out the other side. Thank you so much for that, Shannon. You know, I would love, so you're, you have, uh, you have your, your book, the bright side, which has actually been out for a while. That's available mm -hmm. on Amazon, but I believe the other book, the, um, the women of the Bible speak, is that relatively new? Will you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Uh, women of the Bible speak comes out March 30th. And so, um, it is available for pre-order at foxnews.com slash books or Amazon, any of your favorite places. And this was something that was really a labor of love for me during the pandemic, Fox started its own book label and came to me and said, Hey, we're thinking about doing a women of the Bible book. Is that something you'd be interested in doing? And I tell people, normally you're taking on a project like that in the middle of a pandemic, a presidential election. We unfortunately had the passing of a Supreme court justice. I cover the courts and now there are confirmation battles and hearings. I'm like, 
I don't tell anybody that's a good time to write a book, but I didn't hesitate because I thought, oh, this is such a gift that's falling into my lap. I know this is going to be nuts to try to get this done, but I love it. I, I grew up in church and in Sunday school and Christian school and that kind of thing. So I knew a lot of these stories, but some of them, I had no idea the details, the twists and turns. And I loved digging into these women to see how they're centuries ago, but they're dealing with many of the same things women are walking through now, betrayal, family hurts, widowhood, infertility, jealousy. I mean, being called upon in moments of real danger to act and to be courageous. I was so inspired by these women. I spent every free minute I had working on the book, but it really was truly, when you say labor of love, it was, it was a joy to me because I saw how God worked through these stories. And I fought to include people in this book who are imperfect, like Rahab, the prostitute, the book's got a murderer. It's got, you know, an orphan who becomes the queen. It's got, you know, stories that people might be surprised are actually tucked into the Bible and the women are the stars of these stories. They are the heroes in many of these stories. And so I thought it was so encouraging to see them rise to the occasion, to find the courage, to lean on God where they needed help, um, to go to him in their brokenness and just complete despair over situations they found themselves in, um, incurable diseases and um, being complete outcasts from society. And I love that we can highlight that God in these cases did not, and Jesus, when he was here in human form on the planet, didn't run from these messy situations or these outcasts. He went to them and said, I love you. I accept you. I forgive you. You are my child. And I think that's a message we all need to see. Um, some of these women made huge messes of their lives and yet God worked through all of it. So whatever our circumstances are, um, he can use people who are humble and small and unknown um, or people who are the queen. I mean, he can use everything in between. And even when we've made a mess, he can make something beautiful of it. I can't wait to read it. I'm a Biola grad. So I, I love the Bible. I, I have read it cover to cover multiple times and it's what we um, all need. What we need is the, the stories are incredible. <laughs> I, I love to recite them to people and especially the kind of, you know, the ones that we don't like to talk about in church, like Rahab, the prostitute. <laughs> Yeah, and like, you, know? you know, there's some, there's some, uh, dicey behavior. There's some, some dicey women. behavior in this Bible. This is <laughs> scandalous. It's not sanitized. It is true. These people are flawed characters, just yeah. like all of us are, yep. but yep. they're all used. So, um, I think that's a beautiful picture for all of us. And I learned a lot about, like I said, these women, you said you're Biola, Biola grad. I was a Liberty grad. Um, so, but even still, I learned a lot. So if you are not a person of faith, I think you'll enjoy the stories. If you are, you're going to learn things you didn't know that hopefully will inspire you even more. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, Shannon, um, just a reminder, there's, um, always events being added to the more than me.com website, uh, more to come as things open up more. And we hope to have you join us on our next zoom call as a member, because there's incredible things happening with this group of women. Thank you so much for joining us on the more than me podcast, sharing stories of women who decided to move outside of themselves and claim a higher purpose because together we are more. If you enjoyed today's show, please go and leave us a review on iTunes or Google play again. You can find out more about this movement in more detail at morethanme.com. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. You guys are amazing.